another great Bible verse? Uh, yeah, go for I it. I think you do. Hit me with um, it. So this is from uh, Leviticus 21, verse 13. And, <gasps> I have that one. And he shall take a wife in her virginity, a widow, or one divorced, or a profane woman, a harlot. <laughs> These he shall not take, but a virgin of his own people shall he take to wife. And he shall not profane his seed among his people, for I am Jehovah who sanctified him. So this I'm glad you brought that one up. <laughs> yeah, because it already like puts a massive emphasis on on finding a virgin. And I read this great article that basically equalizes this aspect of virginity with a lack of intelligence. And so, like, if you were a man, you were looking for a virgin, not only because, you know, she'd be more naive, but, like, she would have less power in, like, the decision because she has nothing to base the sexual experience or encounter oh, off of. God, yeah. And that's so, right. And that's even still a thing today, you know, where yes. women have to, like, take up for some for a man's insecurity because he could be so insecure based on how he has sexually performed, which is a problem in of itself for the man. But it's also problematic for a woman because, like, like the man feels so insecure because the woman has had sexual experience mm -hmm. when this shouldn't even really be an issue at all. Like, your sexual experience should be based off of what you both like and mm -hmm. what you both want out of it. Yeah. Not, like, some premeditated expectation that's like society. body count? Jesus Christ. Yes. Give me a fucking break. Right. And like, I'm not, and I'm not gonna deny. It. Like men get a lot of shit for it too. But I think traditionally, what ends up happening is that men have been stigmatized and praised for being sexually active, and women have been continuously shamed for it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a completely a double standard because women have been shamed because there's a quote unquote. I guess, traceable or like brand seal that shows that you're not a virgin. And kind of like Raquel mentioned earlier, there's no way to know for a man mm -hmm. how much you've had sex or if you've had sex, unless, you know, you have like an STD or something. But still, you know, it, it's not possible. It's extremely hurtful to a lot of people, you know. To or, <laughs> sorry, the, the myth that like, if you have sex a lot as a woman, then it's gonna like break or not 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 just like in the hymen sense, but like that your your vagina your vagina gets loose. It's gonna be loose and not as fun for the man, which one is a problem in and of itself. Because it's, it's just completely false. It's so like women push fucking children out of there, and that shit bounces right back. Yeah, I can't. So. Basically, you know, what I find when, you know, you look up a lot of like this purity and virginity, like it's extremely sexist. And most all of these um, thoughts and our rules are just coming from the man's perspective of like what the proper quote unquote wife should look like, what a virgin should look like. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can even go on the Internet now and look up like 
things to put in your vagina so it'll feel like a hymen that uh-huh. breaks and or like little like fake things of fake blood, blood. <laughs> that you can like put on the mattress or like even scarier like re-virgination surgery yes. which people get and it's painful yes ex- extremely painful extremely painful and not gonna lie but like probably one of the best aspects of my sex life is getting the whole first time out of the way because it's not very comfortable. Yeah. And so like the reason that you would want to undergo that again, just to appease a man. And it'll probably be way more painful the second time. Right. Because you've had surgery. Yeah. You know, and not to mention there's just a lack of care here. And I think like I mentioned earlier, it all stems back to this idea of property. Mm -hmm. And I have like a, 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 a bobble verse mm-hmm. on this <laughs> that came out so awkwardly. Bobble verse. <laughs> and so uh, I think this is it. Um, it's from Exodus 22, starting in verse 16. And if a man entice a virgin that is not betrothed and lie with her, he shall surely pay a dowry for her to be his wife. If her father utterly refuses to give her unto him, going back to the whole property thing, Uh he shall pay money according to the dowry of virgins, and thou shalt not suffer a sorceress to live. (laughs) A sorceress? (laughs) Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. And then, you know, it goes a little on. Oh, my God. A deflowered sorceress. I just... Uh, it, it it's like it like you said like a brand seal like you get something that's like return this if the cap has been opened before or right. if the seal is like taken right. off and like here it's even more it's even more exemplified that a woman isn't a person she is yes. an object for a price because she is being yes. paid for and basically like if this woman isn't a virgin it says that he has to pay extra he has to pay less money if she's a whore and more money for a virgin sorceress <laughs> okay so i i think i like read a little bit too far i think oh. that that's like a different commandment still so like, i love it yeah um something i wanted to get into a bit is the words that we use when we talk about virginity and all almost all of them when about like somebody taking your virginity like they're all negative like so you somebody takes it you lose it it's something that you give away um deflower swiping your v card like a popping your cherry popping your cherry like all of the words are so like painful and negative rather than like i mean they could they could be turned around to be like you know empowering empowering or um why, why, did, why do you have to, like, lose your virginity and not gain sexuality? Like, right. because really when you lose your virginity, like, you you go into another part of your life, really. Like, where you're, like, dating and you're seeing people and, like, you're exploring this whole new thing. And sex is great. Like, it's a good time. And, like, it's so weird to me to be like, oh yeah, you're going to like lose something. You know what I mean? Like somebody takes it from you too. That's also kind of like fucked up. Well, I think that this still like centers around like this aspect of religion Uh because I mean, I, I really do think that the whole purpose of 
this idea of virginity and purity comes from, you know, and is still upheld today because of religion. Like we want to, I I think that it's so ironic, but I'm going to mention it. So like one of the figures that especially like Catholicism and other religions, but specifically Christianity look up to is the Virgin Mary because she was able to give birth to Jesus. she She was still so pure. Yeah, she was able to give birth to Jesus as a virgin, which is kind of like a reflection of like the only reason the only reason that she was able to give birth to Jesus is because Jesus is so holy. He was only be able to be birthed by a virgin mm. because by having sex it would have innately made her impure even if it was by her husband. Mm. I will play devil's advocate here and say there are um accounts of you know, David and Bathsheba. Did we talk about this in the last? I don't recently. Um, I talked about it with somebody, but the, so Bathsheba is in the line of Jesus and Bathsheba like laid with David, even though she was married to another man. And I mean, when I say laid, he probably raped her, but in the text itself, it's kind of a lot of people see it as this redeeming thing of like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> which it's still I, I don't like it, but I well, mean, redeeming for who? Um, for her, it's like even though she was sinful and committed adultery, she was still allowed to be in the birth line of Jesus. <laughs> I've never, you know, I've never personally learned that. Yeah. But gross. Yeah. It is, I mean, it's not the best that it can be by any sort of means, but it's like, I don't know. It kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. I mean, like. It, It is, it's still spiteful. It's like, oh, like. In spite of this awful thing that you did, I mean, we're taking all of the blame off of David here for a second, but like, in spite of this awful thing that you did, like, you still right. were in the birth line of Jesus along with Mary. Right. I understand. Yeah. You know, I can see how that could be, like, I guess, redeeming, like, in in the right context. Yeah. But also, like, if we're basing it off of, you know, religious value. Like God isn't supposed to hold grudges to those who've repented. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, I feel like, I feel like that's almost a little bit of a slap in the face. Like, you know, oh, well, it's kind of like somebody saying, well, I guess you repented, but I mean, you still did it. So yeah, definitely. it's just kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that this literally like being viewed as property and it goes also back to just like this idea of power struggle between like men and women because like there's bible verses that talk about how like when a man taketh a, a wife he's to respect her for she's the weaker vessel oh yeah so that one and you know and like i remember sitting in bible class and literally having like a man like tell me like i have to view my wife as the weaker vessel and take care of her and i remember mm. like telling him why is she weaker and he's just like, because she is. And I'm like, what? That's not a good reason. Right. And I'm sitting here scratching my head like, you know, like, I mean, I think she birthed two children for you. I, I think that that's yeah. not that weak. I also think that she probably works full time. Um, she probably deals with your flat ass. Um, 
you know, amongst other things. Like, you know, like I was pissed. And it, and it, I feel almost as though sometimes I get pissed off for other women because they'll just sit there and take it because they believe it. Well, you internalize it so much over the course of your life. And then, and then, uh, God, I mean. Right. Same as like my mother asking me if I wanted to wear a veil in church, which meant I am in submission to men. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, fuck no, I don't want to wear a a veil because no, I'm not in submission to men. Mm -hmm. I'm barely in submission to God here. And you want me to submit to men? (laughs) God, no. (laughs) So I just, I can't it's literally to me, it's just a power struggle because in, you know, like that article I read, having experience makes a woman stronger. It gives her more power to say no, or this is what I want. And to understand what is good and what is bad. And what is happening to you as well. Uh Um, And also just not you know, being viewed so much as property because I think that some of the aspect of her being viewed as property is because she's too stupid to take care of herself. Yeah. And I'm like, but that that also goes back to society keeping her stupid, you know, like women can't learn how to read. Women can't learn how to do basic fucking tasks. Women learn how to do housework. And so pretty pictures or something like needlework. (laughs) Right. And they faint in their drawing rooms when they're stressed. Like, right. I mean, I personally like relate to that one, but. (laughs) Right. And so, and not only that, but I think that it's kind of disgusting that like somebody would pay you for your daughter. Yeah. Like, I think that that's downright disgusting that you think that she could be bought. Yeah. By some skanky asshole. You know, she's had sex with two men. I'll trade you for like four goats. (laughs) I'll just give you the price of a whore. Yeah. You know, and also like the fact that... I got $10. Right. And also like the other thing that I wanted to mention is that like this construct of virginity is also extremely... And not just the concept of virginity, but the concept that so many people have put the emphasis on virginity and being pure for your future husband or wife or whatever. Um how damaging that can be to those who have been sexually assaulted. Yeah. Simply because that was something that was out of your control. Mm -hmm. And then feeling so disgusted with yourself because you've been told for so long that if you have sex, you are ruined, you are tainted. And that idea of staying pure equals your Mm self-worth and when that goes away therefore your self-worth goes away too Mm -hmm. and I think that even if you were to lose your virginity in the quote-unquote correct way here in which you're married and lose it I still feel like your self-worth would diminish if for so long you've been told or given the idea that having sex or being a sexual person even with your husband makes you impure because after being told for so long that having sex out of wedlock will bring you nothing but bad fortune and like children that you don't want and Mm -hmm. everything else like I would feel uncomfortable about having sex too yeah and I remember for me when I was taught about sex like thankfully it was taught you know it wasn't taught necessarily as like something absolutely horrible 
but it was taught that it was something to save for marriage because that was something that, like, I guess that I was giving to him, Mm -hmm. which I don't owe him anything. Yeah. You know, whoever it is that gets this, (laughs) I do not owe anything to you. Yeah. I am the blessing that have come your way, my dear. And I will say, I mean, like, I always learned growing up that sex was a good thing. And, like, there was a lot of emphasis on, like, sexual health and, um, like, maintaining it. And, like, like, it's a beautiful thing, but only in this way. Like, it's right. only a good thing in this way. And, I mean, that's just not how it goes a lot of times. Right. And, like I said, it's just, like, if you continually hear that if you do this the wrong way, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Like, of course you would be afraid to have it, even if it were under the right circumstances. Yeah. Not to mention that so many of these people that are learning that it's a horrible thing don't even really understand it to begin with because they're never taught it. Yeah. Ooh, I just had like a little flashback to a church camp and uh, in middle school or so, you know, when people are starting to discover themselves, um, they split us up into um, boys and girls And the boys, basically, they just had a talk and they were like, who's watched porn? And, like, everybody stands up because they're like, yeah, I've watched porn. Like, I'm a teenage dude. And, like, then they make a big to-do out of it. But, like, I remember specifically for the women, like, we were asked, oh, have you, like, sinned sexually? But they didn't go into, like, specifics or anything. And that's another thing is, like, it's such a gray area where it's, like, okay, is, like, is masturbation, like, in this? Is that a sin? I don't know. I remember I Googled this shit when I was a kid, like, a teen, like, going into, like, is this bad? Is this bad what I'm doing? Because, like, even my, though my parents were like, yeah, it's okay, cool. But, like, I was reading the Bible and I was like, there's nothing in here about this because there's nothing comprehensive about sexual health at all in the Bible. It's just you do it or you don't. Or you do it in the right way or you don't. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It, it just, it seems very damaging to not only split up, like, the guys and the girls for the talk, but also, like, to phrase it in such a way to make you feel so shameful for exploring it. Right. And to feel like you need to repent and, like, accept Jesus and be saved, literally saved. Right. And that's because, like, virginity for a woman, like, trumps everything else in Mm -hmm. our society. Like, trumps intelligence, um, wittiness, um, ineptitude, you know, um, pretty much anything in our like basic society like you're only worth something if you're a virgin yes and that your value lies between your legs Mm -hmm. instead of you know being in between your ears Mm -hmm. and and not to mention that like and i hate to generalize men because not all men but um men are always some of like the first to sexualize women as far as you know ads porn, et cetera, as far as what men want to see. But the minute that they learn you aren't a virgin and (laughs) you have more 
power because you know more, Mm -hmm. the stoning begins. Yeah. And so, like, similarly with what happened, you know, at your church camp, like, those boys are being congratulated for being sexual human beings, which we all are. But those, but the well, girls are. They're, they're not being congratulated for it in that regards. I mean, they're. But they're still, still proud of it. No, I mean, they're still telling them that it's like sinful and that they shouldn't do it. But I feel like there's, you know, there's still an aspect of men, you know, overall being proud of the, of being sexual oh yeah definitely in society is and for women it's being something horrible that you need to hide Mm -hmm. because you know staying pure is part of that self-worth thing Mm -hmm. and so like you know i remember you know when i went to church camp and there was like a time when i was sexually assaulted and like I remember that what happened was not what should have happened. Mm -hmm. I remember telling someone and like, I'm not like, it wasn't anything extreme. It just made me like extremely comfortable. And I was like forced to touch body parts that I did not want to touch. It wasn't like anybody touched me, which I feel like would have been even more violating, but just what happened was violating to me. And, you know, like when something like that happens, you know, and you're a kid and you're like, I, I think that I know what's happening, but I also don't. Yeah. And so then you're almost just kind of stuck because you're like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know if this was even a bad thing. Like, should I tell somebody? And or, or like, because you're embarrassed and then yeah. it turns into like, did I do something Did I do this? something mm-hmm. wrong? Or like, if I tell someone, are they going to be mad at me? Even though like, because I didn't like stop or yell. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember like telling like some friends what had happened and they were like, well, why didn't you just like yell or like stop it? That's what I would have done. And I was like, it made me feel bad because yeah. I was like, well, shit, now I'm, I've am i sinned. And so like I finally told someone about it, like an adult who could actually do something about it. And, you know, I think that they told the director of the camp. But all that happened was they had like a little talk. Mm-hmm. And I kind of watched this quote unquote talk from a distance and it just kind of looked like a bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, the talk with the director to the person who assaulted yes. you. Yes. And I was just kind of like, hmm. So even though like in a church setting, I feel like for men that they still condemn it, yeah. I still feel like there is an aspect of it that is still glorified whether or not you think it's a sin or not which is why I mentioned like when you had all those boys that are like I've watched porn it's still like something to that experience whether good or bad is still something that they can kind of like low-key when nobody's watching pat themselves on the back for it's definitely not chastised as much as it is with women though too I mean it, it goes back to the whole thing where it's like men don't have a hymen they don't have any sort of quote proof that they can do like i mean they could totally lie about the experience and also like there's a lot more grace that's given it's like oh i understand you have a penis between your legs so like that makes things difficult for you which is my next point okay let's hear it oh my god so for so long personally i have been told and i remember specifically learning about this in church especially when talking about modesty that good old modesty oh that boys can't control it and they can't help it <laughs> the the stumbling block <laughs> the stumbling your body block. is a stumbling block 
how, how why the fuck would you ever tell someone that that yeah. your body is wrong just for being what it is just existing yeah in a public setting i yeah. mean usually usually quite covered i mean god forbid a shoulder show oh, a thigh that very sexual shoulder part of your body right right like and so like i remember specifically this time when i was told about wearing modest clothing to protect the men around me fuck that nothing about protecting myself or like you know what i want my needs because you're gonna cause them to sin right it was all about them Nothing about me. Doesn't matter. It, you might be hot. It may be 110 degrees outside. Yeah. No. You might be suffering, mm-hmm. you know. But these darn children, even grown-ass men, can't control themselves. Ooh, there was a time. At, so I didn't go to this church, like, officially, but I played piano at it. And it was this little um, church out. <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of the town. Um, but it was this little ta- rural church. And um, it was a very older crowd. Um, but there was a couple of families that were, like, homeschooled kids. And, like, that was it. And so I was in the, um, the like youth group, which was like middle school to high school, which is a very big range. But then again, there was like eight people in that group maybe. Um, and there was a guy who ran it and also his wife and the wife, I mean, she was very sweet, very kind and like always, I mean, she dressed very appropriately. And after I left, I, caught wind that some of the older men in the church had like, she had left the church because some of the older men had made, and these guys are literally 50 and 60 years old. Some of the older men were making comments and saying that because she was dressing immodestly, which she wasn't, she was going to be turning the heads of the teenage boys that were in her group. And I'm like, brother, no, you're, you're talking about yourself here. Like you, you noticed in the first place, like those, I'm sorry. I don't think the kids even noticed it. Even if she was, but she didn't dress immodestly. That's, it makes my brain internally combust every time I think about it. And I think like the root of the issue here is that we don't teach our children to control themselves. Especially, especially boy on boys. children, mm-hmm. because like for so boys long, boys will be boys. Yeah, the boys will be boys thing. Like hearing, I remember hearing like if a boy throws stuff at you, he likes he you. likes you. If a boy like throws rocks at you, he must love you, or like he just can't like. It was like every frickety fucking excuse was made for, like, why this little boy must have good intentions. And no, tell him not to throw shit at people. Tell t- him to respect people's boundaries. Let's start there. Tell him to be honest with his feelings. There's that, too. Tell him to realize that a woman's body is hers and not his mm-hmm. and that she can wear whatever she wants without being sexualized Uh uh-huh or if you really if you really have a problem with it don't fucking look you don't have to look 
at something you don't want to. Right. A hundred percent. And so like this whole aspect of, you know, how we have to, how women need to protect people because little boys or even grown ass men can't control their penises. And I remember, you know, that also being talked about so much when I was learning about sex, about how like women just don't have nearly as much of a sex drive as men do because they have a penis. And I'm like, that's a bunch of fucking shit. And that's just like another way of saying that boys can't control themselves. Yes. That like if you get raped, the man just couldn't help it. He just was so like thirsty for you or like, you know, whatever it is. Like there's no like taking up for account of the lack of control the lack of self-control that was not taken mm-hmm. by this person. There's no responsibility. And and so, therefore, they give it all onto the easy target here, which is the woman. Mm-hmm. And they can say, well, she was wearing – she was being sexy or she was wearing this or she did this or she, like, winked at me. I've been seeing a lot of shit lately about, like, it's funny how um, people are saying that, like, they're going to try to enforce masks in school, but they're uh, – what are they saying? Oh, it's a – they can't enforce masks at school, but they can enforce, yes. a, like, a skirt length. Yes. They can't enforce masks at school, but they can enforce, you know, girls not wearing spaghetti straps. I mean, like, shit. You, you'd you get sent to the office if you were wearing, like, shoes that, like, had, like, a little bit of a heel, like a kitten heel. Or we're a little bit too short. I mean, I'm sorry. I went to school in fucking Texas. It gets 108 in the summer. I want to wear shorts. And like... And not have to feel bad about it. And not have to feel shitty. And... I mean, right. And I go through the same thing at work too, because it's considered like unprofessional to be showing like too much skin, mm-hmm. you know? And so like some days I'm like, I really want to wear this dress. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, then like the whole day I'm like obsessing, like, is my boss going to think it's too short? Mm-hmm. And I'm mentally thinking like, I really hope that my boss isn't like looking at me like that, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a male or a female. I don't care. I just hope that the person that I'm interacting with isn't like, is, I, I, what I hope is like, oh, they look nice. What yeah. I don't want to be the case is, well, that's kind of short. Yeah. Or like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I've had like, you know, my parents say things like that. Even my father just like, that's a little short, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, dad, you noticed. Your 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 kids got legs. Sorry. <laughs> like, wow. Did yeah. you think that I just like walked on stumps here? I don't know. <laughs> like so please teach your children to have control mm, in yep. all aspects of your life, but especially in the way that they treat and and look at other people. And I'd like to make a point about I mean, since the big thing that we wanted to talk about was virginity, I'd like to make a point that like Wanting to preserve your virginity is not a bad thing no. like, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, like we, me and Bruno were talking prior to this about how um, there – I found a study uh, from ABC News, losing virginity later linked to sexual problems, Dan Childs 2000 – I mean, the, the headline is a little bit misleading though. Um, but like the whole – aspect that they're trying to get at with this article is that 
if you have sex too early for your own emotional emotional maturity, that is going to be problematic for you. But also if you have it too late for your emotional like maturity, it also is going to have sexual problems for you because, you know, maybe you feel like you miss out on something or maybe like maybe you had pre-existing like sexual something dysfunction going on within yourself to, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, I'm not going to get into it too much, but basically like you just have to figure out what is right for yourself. Right. Nobody should ever shame you because you are or aren't a virgin. Exactly. Nobody should shame you if you decide to hold on to your virginity. Mm-hmm. And likewise, nobody should shame you if you decide to lose it mm-hmm. or be empowered sexually. Yeah. And and the hole that we've driven ourselves into is so incredibly dangerous. And, you know, like, you think that when we're going to talk about this, like, it's just going to be talking about sex. No, like, this, this topic spans has become so t- toxic to so in so many aspects of everyday life that we're talking about self-control with children, um, rape culture, mm-hmm. um, sexualization in the media, um, uh, church camp <laughs> and like not, but last but not least, like obviously, um, general sexuality and, um, sexism. Just straight up. I mean, because, like, there's obvious. Like, it's obvious. Like, you you do the research. You look at the numbers. You look at studies. Like, this is a sexist issue. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why, you know, the World Health Organization is trying to ban virginity tests. Thank God for that. And, of course, like, they don't have control over, you know, specific countries' laws. But this is something that is incredibly damaging, you know, to mental psyches. Mm -hmm. Not not only that, but also, like, sexual health as Mm -hmm. well. I'd also like to make a note about um, female genitalia mutilation that goes on in several um, places around the world. Um, It's kind of tied to the same principle yeah, of, that's, that's like of another thing. women not experiencing pleasure. Yeah, because straight up. Because if you, if a woman if a woman experiences pleasure in a sexual encounter, she must be sinful or she like, won't be able to control herself. She won't be able to control herself. She's a seductress or some shit. Like right. I think it's funny that that narrative has also been turned on its head you know, depending on what you're talking about. Like, men can't control themselves when you're talking about, you know, uh, a scantily clad woman, but also women can't control themselves. If, if a if, woman has, like, a sex drive... Oh, oh, oh Lord. buddy. Right. Yeah. And, and, and speaking on that topic... <laughs> oh, my God. So, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I remember, like, the first time that I brought up living with a dude, and not even, like, uh, like a, a person that I was in a relationship with, just a friend or like living with a guy just to make ends meet as far as rent. Mm-hmm. And the first time I brought up that with my parents, it was like, oh no. And one day I remember like looking at my mother and I said, so like the real reason that you think that this is wrong is because you think that we're going to have sex. Mm-hmm. And she said, no. And I'm like, yeah, because what else would be wrong with this? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, yeah. 
And I'm like, yes, this is part of the issue because if you're living with a man, even with a man that you have no intention of sleeping with, there's this idea that you can't control yourself. He can't control himself. Brenna, ask me how many male roommates I've had. How many male roommates have you had? I've had three male roommates. Ask me how many roommates I have slept with. How many? Total of zero because it's fake. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? All right. I've had two male roommates because, you know, I don't live under my parents' roof anymore. Did you fuck them? No. Oh, there did you I go. Want, did I want to? No. Do I think they wanted to fuck me? No. That one was a little bit hesitating. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not them, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, we were friends. You know, there is a such thing as being only friends with somebody. Mm-hmm. And th- I hate this idea that when boys and girls get together, they just they just want to fuck. They just have orgies. Like, <laughs> I couldn't have boys at my uh, birthday party as a middle schooler because not not only were there fears – or no, not even as a middle schooler, as a high schooler. And I finally was like – okay, no, I have male friends at this point. Um, but like, not only were there concerns that people were going to, um, get together, like in the house. I mean, my parents are literally in the house, like whatever. And not only that, but that people were going to talk about it, that there was going to be rumors that people, people did things at my party and that my reputation was going to be soured because two people, that I have no control over, decided to, I don't know, do something somewhere in the bathroom. I, even then, kiss? it's like, kiss, make out, what? Like, right. whatever. Right. And so I'm just really tired of these notions because, like, I've been basically assumed a whore simply because of how wrong it is to live with men. <laughs> And heaven forbid now that, like, you know, I live with my boyfriend and they just think that, like, oh, I must be going at it, like, all day. Mm-hmm. Because, there, you know, there's no such thing as self-control. And, you know, if if you're in, like, a lustful situation, there's just, like, no control. Yeah. Like, or that if you're not married, it's only lust. It's mm-hmm. not love. And that bothers what, me what to you, no extent. What do you think happens before? Before you get married, you don't love that person. Why have you stay with them for twelve years before you You're get married? You're just lusting after them. You're just—it's just lust. It's just lust you until know? you have a little piece of paper that tells you that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. It just means you can claim your taxes yeah. together. It means you Apparently can see each other in the love. hospital. Confidentiality. Oh you, oh, you can't see somebody who's your par- just like your partner in the hospital. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's why a whole bunch of people that uh, are uh, gay, that where gay marriage isn't legal in certain areas, why it's so harmful. Because they're like life partners, but they're not technically married. And, you know, if something happens, they can't visit them in the hospital because they're not, quote unquote, married. (sighs) That's a story for another day. But, yeah, so, yeah, it's just messed up. And I'm really tired of it. And all of this needs to stop. Yeah. I mean, again, if you're, if you would like to remain, I mean, quote unquote pure because you would like to, and you don't feel like you're ready. I I feel like it's all, it's all about framing. I think that's what this all comes down to is not necessarily the concept of virginity itself, but like full 
disclosure about exactly what that means physically, spiritually, mentally, in every single way. And just having the information and knowing what to do with it when you are ready to, uh, I hate saying take your virginity or give your virginity to somebody. I hate that. When you're ready to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time. I mean, it, it is a very big thing, but also, I mean, well, I had so much fear surrounding sexuality for such a long time and it still is like a weird ingrained thing for me, but like that, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, I feel like I know where you were going. I was gonna- oh, oh, oh. I thought that I was, I thought I was going to feel so much shame when it happened Same. and then I did it. <laughs> In the back of my car, <laughs> in a church parking lot. Um, but like, I did not, <laughs> I did not feel that shame. I mean, shit, I'm literally speaking into a microphone about the experience because like, I, it, it didn't feel the way that I thought it was going to feel. It was like, oh, that happened. It was like the sun rose this morning and Oh. Things exist. Oh, yeah. I just lost my virginity. Same. I cool. remember I had personally decided I wasn't going to do it unless I thought long and hard about it and, you know, about my beliefs and faith and everything. And and I did. And I remember still, because of everything that I had been taught, being so fearful up until that point. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the minute that it happened, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like it was great, but I was just like, okay. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't fun, but that's <laughs> sorry. I I did not have a hymen that stretched. <laughs> oh, I didn't either. I mean, I'm not talking. It about... It took four tries. Same. Oh my god. And like when it finally happened, it was a gusher. <laughs> We had to keep a rag. I mean, it only happened like in the back seat of a car, but we had to keep like ra- a rag. We there just because- stopped. Like, oh, really? Full on pause because like when I mean like, like it was bad. I thought I was dying. <laughs> like I knew like not like I was dying. Like I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but I was like, this seems abnormal. Like it's just so much. See, I don't know if it was that bad like, i mean it was personally <laughs> was buckets what do you consider bucket? like you know like the home depot <laughs> painting buckets that they have <laughs> buckets oh. and like this wasn't his fault at all like it it was just bad i mean yeah. i mean it was good but it, like by the time it finally happened i was like we i it was so bad. Like, I remember, like, it happened. And, like, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah? And is that how it happened? So, it was just kind of like, there was a noise. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we mutually looked at each other. And, like, we're What both... kind of noise? Was it like a... <laughs> it was like a straight up, like... <sighs> Yeah. Oh my god. And I hope we got that sound effect in there. This is probably like a TMI. 
but I feel like this is pertinent to the story. Yeah. So, like, I was never able to use tampons, like, uh-huh. no matter how hard I tried, because it was so painful. Like, I could not, like, and I'm not even talking about, like, bigger ones. I'm talking about, like, the small ones, like, mm-hmm. even, like, smaller than the right. Could not. Like, I couldn't even stick a finger up there just because, like, my hymen was so thick. Mm-hmm. And, like, whatever hole was there was so minuscule, nothing. Like, I remember I would try because I just, like, had horrible periods where it's, like, pads just don't do shit for me. Because, like, I have a bad back. And so, like, any time that I wore a pad, it was just, like, I have to lay, like, a <laughs> fucking, like, plank at night. <laughs> Otherwise, I risk ruining everything I own. <laughs> everything it just doesn't work you get those like special nighttime pads i use those for a second i would like okay <laughs> i would like i would like wear my take my underwear and i would like put five <laughs> like at this point i should have just been wearing a diaper <laughs> like realistically except just <laughs> tack them end to end it was yes <laughs> And you laugh <laughs> like but a train just, track. You laugh, but it was so bad. And to the people that just don't understand, like you were so blessed because I remember, like I would wake up and I'm like, everything's wet and red mm-hmm. and it's horrible and I hate myself. And this is also why tampons are not a luxury item. Retweet, um, because I could not sleep. It just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And so I would literally have to sleep like a board because nothing would work yeah. except this. And even like I would like wake myself up because I was in so much pain because if you just lay like this, it hurts like hell. Yeah. And I would get no sleep. And part of that that reason, I wanted to use tampons so badly and I just couldn't because of this flap. Yeah. And so finally, when I go and have sex, it takes like three tries. And by that last try, it's like the, and then the look of horror, (laughs) the look of horror on both faces was unimaginable. Yeah. It was horrible. And then like, we brought out the Home Depot buckets. There were multiple paper towels. It was horrible, but it was good. But it was also horrible. So... Yeah. Oh my God. I literally, okay, this might also be TMI, but like it hurt really bad. And like <laughs> I was on my back and um, I pushed against him <laughs> with my feet. <laughs> and I like, I was doing it subconsciously. How long was his dick? Did he have like a horse cock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that, and I think I was also like kind of small. Like I, uh, I don't know. It was a combination bodies. of bodies. Yeah. Bodies. Um, bodies. And so, like, I just kept doing it subconsciously. And I got to a point where he was like, do, do, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I do. In my mind, my body is saying, no, though. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> and it took, like, three more times after that because, like. Now, see, were yours, like, consecutive? Because mine was, like, three days. Oh, it wasn't in this. It was probably like over the course of a few weeks. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Not alone. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think like as far as it goes, like I, I think um, 
it took me like three full days to lose my virginity. (laughs) It was a process. Yeah. But I think on that note, I think we're going (laughs) to... Yeah, on let's start t- wrapping up on that TMI. Is there note. anything else that you would like to go over? No, just please don't let people shame you for being a virgin or not. Yeah. If you want to hold on to your virginity, if you want to live the most sexual life possible, do it and don't let somebody shame you for it. Mm-hmm. Whether it be your parents, your friends, your religious values, God, whatever. Yep. Just don't because there's no point in being shamed about who you are and what you want because if you do that, you'll never be happy. So um, I do want to note, T.I. makes his daughter do virginity checks. Who? Did we already talk about that? T.I., the rapper? Oh, yeah. I read about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's still happening. Yeah. A lot. It does happen. And in our freaking pop culture. Um, but yeah, on that note. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to, to our uh, TMI. <laughs> to our TMI, our uh, losing our virginity stories. Um, Mom and Dad, please don't listen to this one. But um, should we like cut that in at the front? Yes. <laughs> Do not listen. But please listen because we need those ratings. Yeah, that'd um, be nice. Uh, yeah, please rate, review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever Spotify. you get your podcasts. Can you rate on Spotify? I don't think you can on Spotify. Maybe. Um, but you can listen on Spotify. We hope you do listen. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, send us a DM on Instagram at Religion Made Me Do It or on Twitter at Religion Made Me. Um, uh, email us. At religion made me do it at gmail.com. If you've got any stories, concerns, if you want to tell us your how you lost your virginity, <gasps> tell us your virginity story. I love that TMI shit. I yeah. think it's so fun. Tell us how you especially us, if it's a weird one. Tell us how you lost your virginity. Did was, you lose it in a car in a in a in the back of your car in the church in the parking woods? lot on the fourth of July when it was raining? Was it in a dorm room bed when the roommate was gone? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Only you do, unless you want to share with us. Yeah. So thank you again for listening. Thank you, Brian, for producing and creating that excellent intro and yes. for editing all of this TMI shit out. <laughs> Question mark. And for having to listen to our TMI shit again and having yeah. to edit it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. Have a great week. Do you. Day, night, whatever. Sleep well. <laughs> Peace. Goodbye.